0: three, what advantage then hath the Jews? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe shall their unbelief make the faith of God of none effect God forbid. Let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written that thou must be justified in thy sayings, thou must overcome when thou art judged. What if some did not believe? Let's worship God in prayer. This is a year when I'm going to call things that are not as though they are. And no matter where I go, there's going to be opposition, but I'm going to do it anyhow. I'm going to speak of things that are not yet seen as though they are seen. Speak of things which are not yet materialized as if they were already done. And yet some will not believe. But their unbelief will not make my preaching or teaching ineffective. Let's worship God in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated tonight. I want this tabernacle of praise church sit on three primordial pillars. Tonight, I know I'm living in a world of unbelief. A world where people will not believe anything from anybody, no matter who they are. Would it be prophet or politician, whether it be teacher or priest, beggarman or king. This is a world that's hardened. A world that says, show me first, then I will believe. A world that says, ah, no, there's no absolute, it's just a matter of preference. No wrong or right is just a matter of preference. No Bible is right or wrong. It's all a preferred Bible. It's just a preferred belief. It's not the right or the wrong belief. There's just a preferred belief. The lifestyle is just preferred lifestyle. It's not wrong. It's not right. It's just preferred. And so our world is filled with rationalists and skeptics and unbelief. And the seances and the sorcerers and the witches and the warlocks are making a heyday of money. The people are making money. Even trying to win the lottery. trying to make money by using dice. Throw the dice or use the uh Terra or and you got then the spirit of the world I was thinking to myself I'm supposed to be living in a world right now with a global warming and I'm telling you, friend I'm freezing to death. Not only here but around the world. Even places that should Amen not be cold are cold. We are living in a world of philosophical rationalism, satirist, satirists. And we got people. Mr. Google seemed to have all the answer. Sometimes we go there, Mr. Internet, and the mythologies and the fallacies or the prognosticators are everywhere. But my question is where should I go to find answer for my life? To whom can I go to? Is it possible that somewhere on this earth there is A place where answers can be found. People are looking for answers. The newscasters are making millions because of news. They don't have to report facts. Just give you a story and people will buy it. Amen. And so they make millions. If you follow the the politics of the United States, the people who make the most money are the newsmen people buy into their forecasting because they don't even know who's going to win the election. They want to know who's going to win. But where does this church go to find the answers? When we want answers, some of you guys, you got friends that you talk to. Most Christians are overthrown because of the friends they've got. You'd be surprised how many of you take advice from friends that are not even qualified to deal with your situation. You be surprised how many of you have responded and make decisions—critical, long-lasting decisions—that influence your future and your walk, and your marriage, and your relationship, and your everything—from people that have no credibility at all. It is amazing. I know from this church, I can think of how many people' faith have been overthrown by talking to people. They're half in the church and half in the world. You know what half they got, don't you? The half that sent him back in the world. I bet people at one time were excited about Jesus and loved Jesus. And once they talked to Sister So and so or brother so and so, they lost their love for God. It didn't take long, and pretty soon they're backslidden. They moved from the front pew to the middle pew to the middle pew to the back pew from the back pew to the back door from the back door out the door, and they never see them again. They're gone. They get hooked up with the wrong kind of influence. And I was thinking about it. In fact, I was looking at the book of Romans that in the in one of those chapters says, from one man. And I was thinking, oh, the power of one person's sin can affect so many people. The Bible talks about by one man sin in chapter five. And look how many times it says one man and many became. I thought about people, when they fall away, it was the bad news that took uh, a whole two and a half million nation. I'm told, called Israel in a world of going circles. They took advice from the wrong source. Ten guys didn't believe the report, and ten guys convinced that many people. One man disobedience caused all to be sinners. Can you imagine that? And it talked about the sin of just one person. Amen. In in New York, when you are involved with the drug scene, and, and one man owe oh, a drug lord and do not pay that drug drug lord, he goes and kill the whole family. He kill mama, sister, brother, everybody that that person. He wiped them out, and they have no idea why they're dying. Amen. If to make one bad decision to invade and take over the world, it cost Germany every ounce of money and goods and freedom they had. They lost a whole country, a whole generation of people. They lost it all because Jesus followed one man bad advice. And when God talked about a man called uh, Adam, he said, One man... And you should read it for yourself, church. You talk about one man, one man, one man, one man, one man, one man. And how many got got destroyed by it. But where do I go to for answers? I don't know. Even your kids, you'd be surprised. Your kids are being advised by kids at school. You may not think so, but your kids have friends that you don't know. And your friends have a connection that they're talking to. There will certain things you wouldn't show them. And certain and books you wouldn't show and read to them. And certain films and pictures you wouldn't even dream of looking at. And they'll expose them to things that you wouldn't expose. Because your kids are looking for answers. They want to know why they are the way they are. Why they do what they do. Why they feel the way they feel. They may never ask you. And surprisingly, they'll ask their friends. And their friends always have an answer. It may not be the answer that you want them to have, but the one they're going to have may not be the one you hope they do get. Amen. And it can mess up your kids' mind. And the thing is, where do I go for answers? Where do I find solutions? You'd be surprised how many people lost money in the stock market because they go to these so-called money advisors who seem to have all the guru answers for all, you know, how to invest. And friend. I think they don't have any answer at all. Because if they could, they wouldn't be where they are. Because your money paid their wage. (laughs) So obviously they don't know the answers in the first place, but you're a fool to go see them and they're gonna make money on merchandise off you. Is that right? Yeah, because if they had the answer, you wouldn't have access to them. The smarter they are, the less available they'll be to you. They will not hang around with you. Amen. If they're if they're not good, I'm thinking if they're not good, you will not have access to them. You couldn't even pay to see them. You couldn't even pay. So if you think you're being advised properly, you're wrong, my friend. You are their paycheck. <laughs> you're the one being used with them. So where to go for right answers? Some will go to the library. Some goes to internet. Some go to dictionary, encyclopedia. And they have some kind of answer. I think there's some kind of answer there. Even physicians, I watch the doctor. You know, when you go to see a doctor, he goes to the computer and he da-da-da-da-da. Then you write your prescription, you know. It's not coming from his head. He goes to the computer. And really what he's doing is going to a library of information and put your case in there. And they give some suggestions. And the suggestions pass to you as a prescription. It may not be the right prescription. And you end up with a reaction that you don't like. It's called side effects, and those side effects become vexing in your body. Ain't gonna realize pretty soon I'm gonna quickly give up this thing up before it kills me. Cause this guy didn't give me the right answer. So where do I go for answer? Now, saints who survive, saints who survive do not listen to the rationalists, the skeptics, or the unbelievers, or the disputers of this world, or the philosophical Amen? Rationalist speakers or the satirists are those who make joke and, and folly of the things of God. They don't listen to them. You see, that the world don't realize that there is somebody somewhere that have access to right answers. Somebody somewhere have solutions that others wish they could have. Now, I, I see a lot of isolation in, in the ministry. A lot of men, they think they have it all and they don't want to go and and get right answers, and you know what, what they do? They, they never arrive. They, they go d- deeper and deeper in depression. And but you know, good, good answer. David always knew where to find the answer. That's right. David, David get in trouble. He knew where to find the answer. Saul went to a witch. Jeroboam sent to Anchoron, the god of the of the one of the flies. Some go to Baal. But where do you go to answer? Some go to angels, too. Some pray to angels, the fallen spirits. Some pray to dead saints. People go to a lot of extreme to find answer. Now, you go to school, you've seen many teachers, some it's not worthwhile talking to because they never have any right answers to give you. I've been there. I've seen teachers who could not help me sleeping or awake. They just were not my helper. Amen. You're wasting your time Talking to them, they were just collecting wages. That's all they were doing. Amen. And they had no time for you, and so on. But there are some things I want you to know tonight. How does our God communicate with us? Anybody who discovers this, I promise you, they will always live in the cloud—not cloud of doubt, but a cloud of blessing. Jesus, you were the answers came from as a man. Jesus knew where answers are found. David knew where answers are found. Even Jacob as sinful as he was knew where answers were. I was telling some preacher how the difference between a oneness and a Trinitarian. Oneness people always sit and criticize Trinitarian abundance of blessings the magnificence of their magnanimous buildings, and their splendor of airplanes and cars, and, and the grandeur they live in, and, and the overflow of cash, silver and gold they have a whole lot and even some miracles to go along with it and most time, you find the wondrous people somewhere in a storefront somewhere, or in the back track street somewhere hiding, you can hardly find them and you wonder why this happened and many preachers have not found the answer. Some saints don't even understand why. And here is the answer. In fact, even unbelievers' kids prosper while Christian kids don't even prosper. You know, they don't go to church, they don't pray, and they pass all these exams. They move up in the world. But one thing they don't have, amen, is the same hang-ups that church kids have. one thing these religious group out there don't have is the level of doubt that's found in the house of God Jesus was always trying to show Israel have you not stopped to see how the outsiders always have the answer you don't the woman of Sarepta hello Nehemiah not even a Jew have you stopped and think about it? The lepers that were belonging to God couldn't find the answer for their leprosy. And Nehman found the answer. Here's seven years of famine and no rain, no food. And a woman, a Syrophoenician woman, she could find the answer. And you that belong to God couldn't find it. Can you imagine a girl all the way from Moab came and owned what you guys are still working at? The entire field. Have you ever thought about it? How could they find answers that you guys can't find? I mean, Naomi left all this, and this girl come to what you left and become living better than you do. That's amazing how these things can happen. Amen. And, and so Jesus always makes a, a reference to the fact, and boy, Israel just hate him more. You know, I know when I preach like this, most folks just get mad. You don't, he's just picking on me. Amen. And they instead just turning around to find where the answers are coming from. Amen. And and so here is Joseph down in Egypt blessing Egypt with his superior knowledge and, and business sense. And here, here his brother is languishing for food, languishing for clothing, no corn, no money. And Joseph is living in splendor. And they can't understand why. Hallelujah. when all the time Joseph knew where the food was Joseph knew where the best of the land was <laughs> and he's telling Pharaoh all this and even King Nebuchadnezzar like the boy said tonight that he knew that if I'm going to have a success in my kingdom I need some God without blemish I can't have a kingdom with blemished people I got somebody who can be trainable he said I want somebody who can learn in my kingdom. He knew it. if I'm going to reign over the world, I need some good helpers. I need some people I can teach knowledge. I need some people I can set aside and say, I want you to come and see me. I'm going to audit what you've learned, not learned because I want the best of the crop. Even the king, Nebuchadnezzar knew that much. Hello? Hallelujah. Where do I go tonight? They are like the 3 cord that cannot be broken. They will not be collapsed, even if they have a Samson that come and try to pull these pillars down. They cannot bring it down. These pillars are irremovable. They are irreversible. They are indispensable. They're indestructible. These pillars are irreplaceable, irrefutable. Hallelujah. And they are here to stay. I have found the three Ps of getting answers. Where do you go for your answers? Some people said to me before, and they're all backslid every time they do it. They said, well, I'm going to go pray about it. And I knew, I told them the answer already. And they said, I'm going to pray about it. And I knew you're going to come back with an answer. You're just like Balaam. Balaam God says, I don't want you going to do what you're going to do. And so he went and told the Midianites I were trying to buy him to do this wicked stuff. Well, God won't let me. Somebody asked me about a situation and a decision I had to make. He said, what did you say? I said, go. And I could see a look on their face. You did say go? I said, absolutely. And they were, I could tell they were shocked. I said, Go. I said, yeah, I said, go. I said, didn't God told Balaam, go? Didn't God told Ahab, go? Didn't Amahaz want to run? Didn't he tell him, go? I think he got the message. He's not interested in truth. He just wants his own little thing. Prophesy. Smooth thing. Tickle my ear. Give me what I want to hear. Pleasing platitude. And Jesus said, when that sir happened to you, you know you're in the wrong crowd. Run. Because so speak they are the false prophets who told lies. Amen. And so I could tell they were shocked. But when I began to explain, I said, go. Not all go are good. But where do I go to get my answer where do I go to get my answer well number one I go to three things prophecy I go to the promises of God and I go to the preaching of the word of God there is nowhere else to go there's only three places I can go to find answer for my life. the prophetic utterance of God, the promises of God and the preaching of the Word of God. That's where I profit from my faith. Let's worship God. I'm not looking to my friends. My family, books, comic strips are just like. I've got to have a prophetic word. I need a rhema. I need a word from the Lord. I need the promises of God. And I've got to get the preaching of the word of God. Honey, there's never a conflict between those three. People don't care about those. But those who decide to be alive and remain, when the Master comes, they will be standing firm on prophecy, promises, preaching. A lot of churches, a lot of saints are in famine for hearing prophetic utterances. A lot of them don't even know there are promises in the Word. And some, if not most, hardly ever hear preaching. They hear storytelling, but not hear preaching. Because the prophecy will never return void. When God speaks a word of prophecy, it will not return void. A virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son whether Israel believe it or not whether the sages of the world accept it or not the time did come when Mary brought forth that Emmanuel child, Amen the promises of God they are not slack like men count slackness when the fullness of time was come Isaac was born to the same woman by the same man just like the promise said it would hallelujah the preaching of the man of God amen hallelujah that yet amen tomorrow about this time he said it's going to happen the preaching did come to pass the windows of heaven was opened even though somebody with skepticism questioned the preaching and said it would never happen. I noticed everybody that came through my ministry since I've been pastoring for a short time. Everyone that questioned preaching today are fallen in sin. Some are in their grave and they have to face the word that was preached to them. I look at those who, through the promise of God, they're scary. Some are for murder, some are in jail, not because God failed them with promises, they did not believe the promises that God gave to them and did not claim His word. And they are those who reject the prophetic utterance that God gave them from the word of God. There are so many prophecies that God gave in the Scripture. As was today, modern-day prophetic utterance and people threw up behind their back and fell on their face because they did not make this their pillar. I get my answer from the prophetic Word of God. From Genesis, hallelujah, to Malachi, Jesus said we're built upon the prophets. We are built upon the Psalms. That's the promises of God. We're built upon the Gospel. It's the proclamation preaching. It's the preaching of the cross that make the difference. But what if some don't believe the prophecy? I still believe Jesus Christ is going to come back like it probably says. I still believe but that any Christ could arise. Like God promised people. I still believe that preaching on the cross is the only way to heaven. I still believe that God gave us prophetic preaching and promises and preaching. Some folks, I didn't if God said, Tomorrow I'll give you two gold t- t- teeth, they wouldn't believe. The man spoke on Sunday to me after church. He said, I want you to read about Lazarus backwards. Now, I know where he was going. They said in, Lazarus, in hell, the man said in, in hell, send Lazarus from the dead to tell my brothers what they need to hear. And Abraham, it is said in the story that if I did send Lazarus, they would not believe. He said, "My well, name, Abraham, my brothers need to hear this. I can't help them and I'm I'm already in the in the ditch. But please send them. Send him, please, and he would. and then the next book before that says and Lazarus was raised from the dead. And Lazarus sat down at table with Jesus. And the Pharisees were plotting to kill him. Because he will become the source of belief if there's anything people hate is when I as pastor name ever name one of you as a success because you believe prophetic teaching or promises or preaching the moment they call your name people get angry their eyes turn red their hairs look like a porcupine their egos pastors favor. No time to pay attention to the formula I'm trying to give somebody. There is somebody who profit from preaching. There is somebody who profit from the promises of God. There is somebody who fulfill a prophecy that abundance would come when you're obedient to the word of God. They don't want to hear that. What they want to hear is sinful political talk and you got the wrong church and the wrong preacher because church uh, we're built upon the foundation of prophecy, promises and preaching. I can't give you nothing else but prophecy, preaching and promises. That's all I can preach on this prophet. Everybody, folks, when to come here, tell them don't, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. They say don't let him preach promises. I have a right to come to this pulpit and preach that God gonna bless you this week. Because the Bible when I preach and give promises, God confirmed the word. Not you, God does. Your part is to believe. Your part is to follow my faith. Your point is not to question my teaching, or my preaching, or my reaching. Your point is to believe. is to step out my faith. When Paul says, stand up, God's about to heal you. You don't question it. You get right up, and you get healed on the spot. Profit from the preaching. Profit from the promises. Oh, God make your prophetic promise if thing not seen us yet. Your job is to receive it and believe it and claim it and embrace it and confess it. it is mine. I'm sick and tired of people getting offended. Because somebody else obey the prophecy. I know it's in the Bible. I tell you this morning when I am ready. He walked by the pool. Hallelujah. A lot of people there are sick. He did not heal them all. One man responded to a command and pick up his bed and walk. Hallelujah. Many blind people. One man got his eyes open. You never read where a multitude got healed at the same time. It just don't happen. And God may never bless everybody in this church. And I know that. I'm not silly and because you don't get your house or your car or whatever you're calling for it doesn't mean that prophecy went array. I know a guy told some people and people backed over that with a needle prophesied thing that didn't come to pass made promises that God didn't deliver and preach things that didn't happen I want to tell you, it was not the preaching it was not the promises it wasn't the promises, they were living in sin unbelief is sin when you sin and unbelief you get nothing James says you get nothing And signs and wonders. He makes things happen. He divided the red sea. He sent you manna. He sent you quails. He blessed your table. He blessed your water. He blessed your house. He bless your children because you believe prophecy. Because you claim the promises. Because you hang to the preaching. And God said, "I want to let you down." At no time prophecy fail. It didn't say prophecy fail. It says it shall fail. When we prophesy no more. What fail mean? You mean there'll be no more prophecy. But it'll be here. Promises never fail. I'm about to reap every promise every man that God made me. It started off with a prophecy. And the prophecy became a promise. And the promise became preaching. Oh, hello, my sucker. And I'm dumb enough to believe it. I'm dumb enough to receive it. I'm dumb enough to expect it. And to talk about it. And I don't care what you think, my friend. I believe in prophecy. I believe in promises. I believe in preaching. Hey, God prophecy is not void. The promises are not slack. The preaching is not vain and foolish. It's God's way of talking to me. It's God's way of encouraging me. It's God's way of giving me hope I against no hope. It's God's way of telling me everything's going to be alright. Hallelujah. Woo, shocker, this year. I'm going to walk into things I never saw. Believe things I can't see. Accept promises I didn't purchase. I just believe in prophecy. I believe in promises. I believe in preaching. I told God, Wayne Mitchell is dead, but the prophecy is not dead. I told God He's dead, but the promises is not dead. I told God, Amen. He's dead, but the preaching is not dead. Every evangelist came by is not here, but the cardinal is dead, but his prophecy is not dead. But the cardinal is called. But the promises he made to this church is still here. Amen. The preaching is still here. I'm trying to tell somebody Moses may be dead, but the prophetic ministry of Moses is not dead. God is alive and well. It's up to you for prophecy to be fulfilled in your life. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If Father do on me, my Father's business means I should lay hand on the sick. He shall recover. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My father's business that a miracle should happen. Sounds and wonders should happen. Then my God, why am I doing it? I should be doing it, right? Because of unbelief. Hello? How does God talk to us? By prophetic. If you want to go home and not believe it, that's your prerogative. I am unaffected by all you're going to come and say is that Brother Neil, prophecy didn't come to pass. I'm, I'm going to laugh at you. So the life is on you. Hallelujah. The prophet said the virgin shall bring forth his son. Didn't say he will. Said the virgin shall. Hallelujah. God said go dip seven times. Hallelujah. The life is on you. Hallelujah! You obey that prophetic word, dip seven times, because three things happen in that word: a prophecy, a promise, and a preaching. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! First, it's a it's a prediction. The healing is in that program. The promise is if you dip, you get seven times blessing healing coming up, and the preaching is go do it. Come on, somebody I prophesy you're going to be recovered. I promise you, healing is on the way. And I preach if you believe it, it's going to happen. Now it's up to you, honey. You heard from God. It's up to you now. I put the mud on your eye. It's up to you now. It's up to you now. Hallelujah, but it's not me. It's up to you, my friend. At the appointed time, Sarah is going to have her kid. I don't care if you wait 25 years, Sarah. You're going to have that baby. It first was a prophecy. Then it became a promise that was preached unto them, and he standing up at the word that was preached, because it was a prophecy, then a promise that became a preaching. Can somebody hear me? Oh hallelujah! I believe this church will be filled. You know why? It was prophesied, and now it's a promise, and now I'm preaching it. I tell I'm a It will be fulfilled." God does talk to us. God is talking to us. Oh. I told Mother Griffiths, I'm not sure what he's going to do. the Griffiths, God picked out a church for you. I've done my part. What I just said, three things happened there. If he listened to what I just said, I said three things in one sentence. God built the church for you. It's a prophecy. It's a promise. And he must preach in his heart. When I leave this building tonight, the preaching doesn't stop. It's going over and over and over and over. And then you got to say, then remember I. The word of the Lord. Somebody ought to be shouting now. Somebody ought to be dancing now. Kuruma ha Mahaya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I don't need a witch. I don't need a sorcerer. Because the prophecy has its surety. The promises is unfailing. And the preaching is confirmed. Keep hear me yeah. can anybody believe it it's really irreversible it's indispensable it just means when God hope you may not be ready for it anybody see those five virgins who were left behind would think for sure the bridegroom was unfaithful he left them behind he never, never showed up he did show up but they were just not in the place to receive him? Are you in the place this morning, tonight, to receive a prophetic word from God? Jesus told Pilate, If I had told you, you would not believe. But the thief on the cross, in closing, had three things happened to him when he turned his head to Jesus. In those simple words, Lord, Master, remember thou me when you enter your kingdom. I could see Jesus' blooded face looked up and looked at him and did three things. He prophesied. This day shall thou be with me in paradise. He prophesied to him that you're going to be there. He promised him I'm going to be standing right beside you. And he preached it's today. I could hear the thief now I can die. Top church hear the word of the Lord we shall grow Greece, there shall be no end they shall come from the east and the west and the north and the south right now it's just a prophecy but tomorrow it will become a promise and in the nighttime, time it's a preaching that's on your heart The rationalist and the skeptic and the unbelief. Let's remain standing. Where do I go? You see church, listen to me. When a man of God is anointed and preach the truth, at no time does his prophecy fail. At no time his promises fail. And no time is preaching failed. Because it's God who perform. Whenever you hear a prophecy goes forward, it's the omniscience of God that's associated with a prophetic utterance. Whenever you see the promise of God made to you is based on the omnipotence or powerfulness of God who is able to perform exceedingly I discovered a long time ago nothing I can say that can baffle God I can't surprise Him I can't amaze Him I can't challenge Him I can't overburden Him He's just so capable on all I have to do is step into Him and watch Him operate Through preaching. Through preaching. Hallelujah. I don't need humanism, rationalism, situation ethics, mysticism, occultism, horoscope, telescope, Google, philosophy, assumptions. I think so. I just know one thing I need I need a preaching from a prophet. The prophet takes me into the future. The promise to me promise is telling me it's it's on its way. And the preaching says, it's good news. He says, and when the promise drew near, you see, Joseph didn't understand what was going on. And as he was moving, my friend, he was moving in the right direction. I watched so many people backslide. Do you know how many people should have been an apostle? An evangelist? A teacher? you know how many should have been? you know how many should have been a Priscilla and a quiller? You know how many? But I promise you the sin of one, many fallen. Talking to the wrong crowd. And most people are, I was thinking, why are people terrorized by a preacher? Why is a preacher so offensive to people? You know what? An Egyptian's Bible says a preacher is always abomination. Nobody is scared of the devil, but everybody's scared of the prophet. Here is a lie. Here's Samuel walking the town. And the people start trembling. He did nothing wrong. He was walking town. walked in. Oh, 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 Samuel is here. Uh, oh, Samuel is here. Uh, do you come peacefully or not? Do you come peaceful? What's wrong with these people? They said, what? a man who has anointing. Who can break yoke in our city? That's not what they say. What do you do here? What do you do here? Oh. Hallelujah. Elijah went down to this woman. She's about to die tomorrow with her last meal. Oh, i oh, man of God. And you come to remind me of my sins. Yes, he hasn't even opened his mouth Most people hate preachers. Oh, don't talk to him. Pastor Neil, you don't want to talk to him. You better don't go there. I mean, he's a flesh-eating preacher. Talk to anybody but him. Anybody but him. Don't you ever go there. Ooh. Bitter as bitter herb. Well, sniper, you lose your head. You see my ear? I lost a piece of it. (laughs) Oh, you found me on my enemy. Nine of the ten people, the last that'd rather go to hell and talk to the preacher. It's like people who don't public speaking. They could do anything in the world except stand on the pulpit and talk. They'd rather die than sit. They did a survey on that. People would rather commit suicide That's stand before ten people and give a speech. Can you imagine that? Strange world. Isn't it strange? Strange. Talk to who him? I mean they could talk to Al Capone, they can't talk to a preacher. And the poor guy eyebrow goes up. See, see, he's judging me right now? Whoops. Just like he told me. Now when you go in there, be careful now, because I want to tell you, friend, he snaps! And get ready to duck. He got those. He's preaching on me! He's preaching on me. Hello. I can tell you, friend. Hallelujah. But some people discovered Jesus and they constrained him. One want to push him over the cliff and one want to embrace him in their home. One sat there criticized. They get him. He's a prophet. Look what he's doing. Another one came and washed his feet. But I know when I want to hear from God, i got to have a prophet in my life. i got to have a preacher in my life if I'm going to make it. And I want to live in time of promises when things are going bad. Just give me a promise to give me hope. And the man that God walked up to this lady, she never had a kid all her life. She would love to have a kid and she can't have one. And so one day she he went to her and said, woman, I'm going to give you a son. God's going to give you a son about next year this time. You know what she said? Don't lie to me, preacher. That's what she said. She called the preacher a liar. So don't lie to me. He said, nay, but next year about this time, you're going to have a child. And what happened? Next year, the child came and she didn't apologize either just love that baby. But God have a way to remind you, you owe the man and got an apology. Hallelujah. And so, you know what happened? The Bible said, one of the sons strike the boy. Just when she's loving it, God smote him. God did that to bring her back to her knees to remind her how she got the boy. You know what she said? Preach it! Approaching my life, you know, what she blamed him for the death of her son as if he slew the boy. She forgot that boy is a prophecy, he was a promise, and he came by preaching. Hallelujah! I'm not keeping you long, but hang on there for a while. Please stay with me. And the man of God said, God, why do you let this woman curse me out like this? Come here, boy. Come here. Come here. Yeah? No, you. Zachary, Zachary lay down right here. Lay on the floor. And so he said, Okay, ma'am. I know you're cursing me out. First, I'm a liar. Now you're calling me another name. Now, and I hear what you said. I won't even blame you. I'm going to go talk to God. I said, God. And I'm going to take this right now. He took his mantle and put the mantle on the boy. And he prayed. He walked up and down. Oh, God, what are you doing to this family right here? They're blaming me for all their problems as if I did it. But God, raise up this boy. The boy's still dead. He threw his coat on him. Nothing happened. So he laid on him. And he cried out to God and stretched out. Oh! God, let his life come back. By the way, crying. I told you, he's no man of God. He just lied to me. That's a fluke. By, that boy was born. It's amazing that God can play with our folly. And all of a sudden, when you lay on him, like a cross. The boy start to three times. get up, Zachary. Get up, Zachary. Come here. Bring the Bible with you. And he opened the door. Now, church, this is, this is a catastrophe. Come here. Give me a hand. And he held his hand and took him to his mom and said, Now, here's your boy. Yusuf you says, Now I know that you're a real man of God. What a shame. What a shame. What a shame. I was not impressed. Now I know that you're a real man. Of God. And I know all the time. I think you're just a fake. Knowing that God strike the boy. To bring her back to her senses. There, no. you need to have a prophet in your life and a promise from that man in the preaching hallelujah thank you Zachary would you bow your heads right now I know it's late I don't have to be that preacher or the prophet or the preacher in your life but would you step forward and ask God to give you one would you step forward right now and I don't care who you choose in your life. But will you choose one right now? I say, God, I can't live the way I'm living. i got to ch- choose a voice that I can trust in. And when God gives you another voice, don't you start blaming us the world. I hate you too. You hate the first one. You couldn't stand the first one. Now I'm going to give you another one. You don't start crying and say, well... Well, hey, right. Oh my enemy has found me I said thank you Jesus Everything in my house Was prophesied I would have it Everything I'm washing and wearing And putting on Was one day a promise to me It's now a realization And he came through preaching He preached it he preached to me a promise. And the promise was like prophecy. it come to pass. Let me show you my furniture. Let me show you my happy family. Let me show you my life. Let me show you my bank account. It was first preaching. And the preaching gave me a promise. And the promise became a prophetic utterance. Thank God there is a voice I can turn to. You ought to thank God tonight. Thank God it's not strong delusion or confusion you can't say you're confused when a man that God talked to you what do you mean you're confused you don't know what confusion is, is confusion, it? when God turned over Saul to a reprobate man he was confused prophesying naked one day in my life Brother Vickus and I was driving to the airport, Brother Vickus. We were in church at the same time, Brother Vickus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything in my life today, I can tell you the day when it was preached to me. I can point to the time when it was a promise. It became a a prophecy. And now it's reversed. A prophecy is now a promise. And the promise is fulfilled. Every day in my life. Nothing happened without first a forecast. God forecast And I realize it all was in the voice of a man. The voice of the preaching. The name is not important. It's the anointing that break the yoke that matters. And I'm not seeking, aiming popularity tonight. What I'm asking you tonight, could you be a critic of the preaching of the cross, preaching of that fools preaching? Hallelujah! That's how God chose to save you and me tonight. That's how God makes promises to people. Hallelujah! That's how God does it by preaching. He promises. Hallelujah! And the promise become a prophetic promise. It's prophetic, meaning it's in the future. He's about to fulfill it. The three pillars of this church is preaching the promises of God and the prophetic utterance of mighty men I'm living it right now I walked to Athabasca one day my wife was there I think she was I made a preaching for my dad I don't know who he was I went to visit my dad he walked over that pulpit and everything He told me, I'm doing it today. Everything He told me, word for word. Hallelujah. It was preaching then a promise that it became a prophetic utterance. It's happening. You see, I can remember that. That's why I love preachers. I love preaching. I love the voice of the messenger. I'm never confused by God the preaching. I just have to submit to the Word of God and embrace it. See or no see, I'm going to love it. Come on, church. I know it's late, but oh, church, did God make your promise through preaching? Embrace it. Confess it. See the far off and be persuaded of it that God is talking to you. You need that faith. If it's not faith it's sin, you're gonna say things that hurt you. Profit from your faith. Profit from preaching, and don't knock what you understand. Lord Jesus, tonight, God, I'm standing on the pinnacle, Lord, of the greatest breakthrough revival I've ever seen in my life. It's a promise God was made through preaching.